scripture readings today are about counting the cost. Counting the cost of being a disciple, a follower of Jesus. And in this gospel reading, Jesus mentions three things. Three things that it will cost us. And it sounds pretty tough. First, he says, if anyone comes to me without hating his father and his mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Second, Jesus says, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Third, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The cost of following Jesus is high. So we take a moment to look at those three things. First, if anyone does not, if anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. What did Jesus mean? Obviously, he did not mean this to be taken literally, because when we look at his own mother, Jesus did not hate her. He loved her. He was very much concerned about her. When he was going to leave this world, when he was dying on the cross, he was concerned about what was going to happen to his mother Mary, whom he loved very much. So while he's hanging there on the cross, he looks out and he sees her there. And he sees his beloved disciple, John. And he says to John, John, there is your mother. Behold your mother. And he says to Mary, Behold your son. So Jesus obviously did not mean this to be taken literally. He was worried. He was anxious. He was concerned about Mary and what would happen to her after his death. And we're told in the Gospel of John that John took Jesus' mother, took Mary into his home at that very moment. Jesus was assured that his mother, whom he loved very much, would be taken care of. So again, well, what does this mean? Anyone who comes to me without hating his father, his mother, his wife, his children, his brothers and sisters, even his own life, cannot be my disciple. Simply put, I think it means that we must put Jesus first in our life and put Jesus' teachings first in our life. And sometimes that's going to require a sacrifice. Sometimes it's going to be hard. A practical example. If you're a teenager and your friends start pressuring you to start indulging in alcohol, Or they pressure you to start 
using drugs. Or if you're an adult and your friends sort of pressure you, you know, to lie or to steal. Or they start offering you pornography. Those kinds of things happen. Jesus is saying, you must resist that temptation. Turn your back on your friend, your relatives, your associates, and you must put God first in those situations. God's teachings must come first. So I think that's what Jesus is talking about when he says you need to hate your brothers or your sisters or your parents. Again, he means, no, you have to put God first. You need to love your parents and love your brothers and sisters and care for other people, your friends. But God still must come first. When the pressure is put on you, this is the cost of being my disciple. Secondly, Jesus says, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. When I think of this particular passage, what comes to my mind is this man in the gospel by the name of Simon of Cyrene. If you remember that story about Simon, Jesus is is on his way to Calvary and the cross is becoming too heavy. He's fallen down three times. And so... Uh, the soldiers take this man out of the crowd by the name of Simon of Cyrene and they force him to help Jesus to carry Jesus' cross so that Jesus can get to Calvary where they're going to crucify him. He didn't really want to do it, it seems, from the scripture readings, but he did. And so with us, when we think about this part about carrying the cross... I think that what Jesus is saying to us is you need to be ready and willing to help your brothers and sisters, your friends, your neighbors, even strangers when they are in need. And I started thinking back about, well, who are people that I know who were like that? One person that came to my mind was a guy by the name of Tony. Tony Clements was his last name. And he was in my parish. And Tony was a a kind of a short, stocky guy uh, whose job was to uh, run heavy equipment. He ran bulldozers and uh, different kinds of heavy equipment like that. That was his job. But Tony was a guy who was almost, uh, seems to me like, almost kind of forced to stop and help anybody who was in need. He just had that in him. He couldn't resist trying to help other people. So his wife came to me, and again, we were parishioners, and his wife came to me to complain. She said to me, she says, she says, Tony, wherever we're going, whenever we're going someplace, and I have to be at some kind of meeting at 10 o'clock or whatever the time is, I have to be there at a certain time, and I have my day planned out, And Tony's driving me. She says, 
Anytime someone's got a flat tire, he's got to stop and, and fix, help them fix that flat tire. Anybody whose car is, is broken down by the side of the road, he just can't take me to where I need to get at the right time. He's got to stop and help those people. He can't resist. She wanted me to do something about that, you know. So it's like, well, okay. It's a wonderful thing that he's doing. It's probably one of the reasons you married him because he was so kind and generous and, and, and giving of himself. But that's the kind of thing that I think Jesus means when he says you need to take up the cross and carry it, you know, along the way. It's not only our own, but it's other people's crosses. Stopping to help your brother, your sister, anybody who's in need. So that's the second thing Jesus says. It costs us. It was costing Tony's wife, but it was costing him too. The final thing that the scripture says. If any one of you does not renounce all his possessions, he cannot be my disciple. Now, there are lots of ways that you can take that and put that into into practice in your life. You can go home from church today. You can go through your closets. You can take all the stuff that's there. And you could take it down to the St. Vincent de Paul Society or take it and give it to Goodwill or give it to some other charity. That's one way of renouncing your possessions. Or you can go home from church today and sit down and write out a check. Say, I'm going to send this nice big check to some charity that helps the poor. Or I'm going to send it to somebody that I know that needs it. That's the, a way, one way of putting this, this teaching into practice. Um, you can also um, say to yourself, well, I'm going to do this literally. I'm going to give up all my possessions. I'm going to go off to a hermitage or go off to a monastery or convent. I'm going to spend the, last, the rest of my life in prayer. That's another way of putting this into practice. And all of those are good things to do. And we all ought to try to do whatever we can in that fashion. But my experience is, when I go, for example, to a nursing home, and somebody is there whose family is perhaps not paying much attention, or maybe their family is mostly gone, they don't want my money. They don't want my clothes. They don't want my possessions. Wouldn't really do them any good. What do they want? They want my attention. They want me to spend time with them. They're just grateful that somebody shows that they care. That someone shows compassion and love. And gives some words of comfort or encouragement or just listens to them. That's more important to them than any kind of material things. Giving our time. Or you take a little child, especially a very young child. They don't care about your money or your clothes or all the things that you have. They're just happy that you're giving them your time and you're paying attention to them you're caring for them 
And so I think very often when Jesus says this, any one of you who does not renounce his possessions cannot be my disciple, I think what Jesus says is anyone doesn't give up their time, their attention, their love, their compassion, their care for other people cannot be my disciple. The time that we possess is really the most valuable thing I think that we have. So, the cost of being Jesus' disciple. Be willing to put God and his teachings first in your life. Before your friends, before whatever pressure they put on you, before even your family members, to put Christ and his teachings first in your life. Second, Helping other people with the crosses that they bear. Not only carrying your own, but helping others, like Simon of Cyrene did, or like Tony, who stopped to fix people's flat tires. Third, renouncing, giving up some of your time to show your love and compassion and care for other people who need it. That's the cost of being Jesus' follower, being his disciple. Are you willing to pay it? So we take a few moments to reflect on that. And I think that's what we need to really ask ourselves. You know, what is it that the Lord is asking me to do? What's the cost he's asking me to pay to be his follower? How can I put God first, bear the cross, not only my own, but that of other people, lighten that cross, give others my time, my attention, my love, and my compassion? The sort of odd thing is about all of this, it's about all about giving, you know, putting God first, not ourselves. Helping somebody else with their burdens, not our own. Giving our time to other people, our attention, love. The odd thing is that when we give all that away, we end up being abundantly blessed. And our life becomes not empty because we're giving this stuff away but our life becomes full and we become fulfilled so again I ask you to pause for a moment and to pray about that tonight